Welcome to Women Who Sarcast. I'm Kathy Barron. My guest today is the founder and director of the Institute for Strengthening Her Abilities and the host of Valued Life Podcast. Please welcome Melvina Lakeshant. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a great pleasure <laughs> to be here today. <laughs> well, thank you. So tell me about the Institute for Strengthening Her Abilities. I'm very intrigued um, by by your social media and what you've been kind of putting out there. And um, I'd love to know more. Thank you so much. So um, the Institute for Strengthening Her Abilities, or in short, um, uh, Isha, uh, was started almost three years ago by myself. I just finished um, my bachelor's in law. I found really my passion, which was woman empowerment through legal advice and, you know, all of that that comes with 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 woman empowerment. And I, I decided I'm going to start my own initiative, which was always a passion in my heart to do from uh, from young. And I, I just started it with starting from the basis of um, empowering women to get to know who they are, what is at their core, what is important for them in order to 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 run and live their life to the full. So um, we we would gather um, by way of seminars and workshops, and um, it was just an amazing time together um, to to be together with women and find that actually we have. Uh, similar struggles and concerns and we think about the same things no matter what age we are and Mm. most women that came to the seminars were in the age group of 18 till 50 55 I think that was uh, one of my more matured guests but we could speak about the same issues um, and specifically the values you know what are the values what do we find important as women because that is such an integral part of knowing who we are and moving forward in life that's amazing and I think that's great work especially for the younger uh, girls to understand what even what a value means because I know I wasn't really taught that in school and you know I think that when you're young you're very impressionable and society can kind of trick you and pull you in areas that definitely don't serve the best um, for you. Indeed Indeed. I agree so much Um, as a mother also of a daughter I think um, it is so important that we as mothers or we as caregivers, we start the, the, the conversation. Uh, as one thing that you mentioned that is so important is we were never taught that intentionally. We, we were told, okay, don't do this, do this. But we the, the real reason why was never explained. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why we could get swayed in society we could uh, you know not know what we really stand for and I think that is quite important uh, for us to teach our daughters and sons and 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 you know whoever is in our care Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I think that's very important because I mean I'm in my early 50s and you know I'm still trying to figure out who I am yeah, <laughs> and what yeah. values because I think they change as you get older as oh, well yeah. absolutely so. absolutely and I agree we're always evolving and I feel like some women feel like they need to be a certain type of woman or person at certain ages and you know if they're not doing this or being this by a certain age it's like oh my god my life's over 
So I think it's important to also realize that, you know, we're always, we're a work in progress, regardless of what age. So what is the values program and how can someone utilize it? Uh, Well, the values program basically is um, a method that um, I have come up with that I uh, share with women that wants to really shift in their lives. They want to make a change or they want to be more intentional about their values in order to get somewhere. So uh, we used to do it through seminars and workshops. And recently we started with webinars. So we teach you basically how to use your values as a map to decision making Mm. and get all your decisions in line then with the purpose that you believe you have to fulfill. So everybody or most people that would come to me or women that would come to me have a certain shift that they want to make in their lives. They, They have a desire to go somewhere. They have a desire to apply something or like you say, evolve somewhere. And, and it's amazing that we do not draw uh, the connection that it all starts with these values. They are basic ones that should, that we should know that these ones I can never compromise on. Mm. These are stable in order for me to always get where I need to be. And it's really carving out what are the values that, is sitting at your core. It's really helping you to understand really actually who you are and what you really find important. And this is a very deep um, work of, of, of knowing oneself, transparency, of course, being very open about where you have been and where you want to go and it's not always the most beautiful process because Mm -hmm. it become it can become messy but uh, it is good to understand where you have been uh, uh, in order to understand the the steps that you have taken that brought you here in order to shift Mm -hmm. and go forward and also not making that same mistakes again or try not to make the same mistakes again that have brought us to this point in the first place. So the values program uh, can also come through a group coaching or through individual coaching, depending on what is your desire. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, that is actually the objective of the values program. And in a nutshell, that's how it works. And it's an application of a method that really tells you uh, how you should revisit and revisit and revisit your value system at a periodic time in order to stay on par with your development and to not just make decisions unintentionally Mm -hmm. because your value system is a system of works. It's there to work for you. It has machinery that helps you live your life and not utilizing, not tapping into it is actually robbing ourselves of that beautiful system that is here to help and aid us live our beautiful lives. Mm. Yeah. That's that's great. And I, I think it's like there's no straight road from point A to point B. <laughs> You know, never <laughs> as life much as we would like it to back. be. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, and, so, and sometimes you have to come back. Sometimes you have to regear. You have to take another route. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's all better in the company of trust and in the company of coaching. And when someone leads you, you know, it makes it just better. It makes it safe, um, and it's it's a beautiful journey to be part of. Mm-hmm. 
So you mentioned value-based decision-making. What are some ways to make value-based decisions and how, why is it so important? I mean, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but can you go a little deeper with that? I would say why it's important to make value-based decisions because we have so many different influences in our life, in society that actually steer us to, or can steer us to make decisions. So based on your influences or what you read or where you're at, also your emotions, um, you know, social media, the new trends, you get influence to make decisions. But as we know, as these things are fluid it does it it changes forever and although it has a certain way of influencing you and it should influence us as we move forward it should never influence our decisions Mm. for instance emotional decision making is is not always the best way forward depending on your goal depending on what is the decision that you have to make but if you are intact with your your values okay so i prefer for instance i value family in this instance for instance this is the value that we are setting forth this is the value that we will not compromise on it does not matter what the goal is Mm -hmm. so we're gonna apply this concept of family to this scenario and see whether the family is still at the best level after you have taken that decision or you decide not to take the decision. And this is just in a nutshell how you can apply value-based decision-making to your life. There's a value and you apply it with the method that we we introduce to you to your to your situation or mm-hmm. to the decision that you have to make and if the value if the value of family is actually still up on high that is what you really value that's really to that's really part of your core that's really part of your life right. but if you can compromise it on it easily we have to start and reframe what takes more president over this value and then you will start to understand okay maybe what i thought is my value system is not and why mm-hmm. uh, so i hope i <laughs> i hope i i gave kind of an idea yeah. why value-based decision making is important and how um in a forever changing world we need to not have decisions based on forever changing world systems. But our decisions should really be based at who we are, what is at our core, what is our makeup, what do we find important. And also when you make decisions without thinking about it, Mm -hmm. we know we we have experience where it can lead us. So with this value-based decision making, it gives us an opportunity to be intentional, to think about it, to 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 use our our beautiful brains in order to facilitate this process. Really think about it, really think through it. And there's a difference between decisions. You know, it is it is more a pattern. It's more a, a, a it's more an issue, a big issue a heavy waiting life-changing issue than deciding uh, uh, about whether you're going to choose Pepsi or Cola right. you know so right. we have to put the dis- we have to put a distinction there that this 
this this method of value-based decision making is not for a, a quick choice that you have to make between what you're going to eat or drink but it's really life-changing life impactful decisions where what is important for you is at stake mm -hmm. and how do you measure how do you get to the end it's not always that easy for everyone right yeah so yeah, yeah in a nutshell i would say that is uh value-based decision making and why it is so important for us all because it sounds like we do i mean we make decisions every day thousands of times a day and i think without us knowing it we are applying our values because it's you know that saying of you you need to stand for something or you'll stand for everything you know i kind of yeah. think of that with the values if you if yeah. you're wishy-washy on what your values are then you're going to be pulled in different directions all the time when you're making decisions and then like you said it's like you're making emotional decisions which yeah We've all suffered from that. Oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> As I'm still suffering from that. <laughs> oh, we can talk about that. I think that's a completely different podcast or episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you yeah. mentioned interdependency quite a bit. Can you tell me yeah. what that means and how can yeah. someone be interdependent and continue to be independent? Yeah, indeed. Thank you for that question. I think it's a great one. Um, I think it's important to just, uh, you know, just give the small definition of interdependence. That's just basically uh, the ability to lean on or depend on another. In, mm. in my mind, that is the plain definition of interdependence. And um, I wrote a simple uh, couple of posts upon it because I feel that as exactly your question also really, uh, you know, it really um, confirms what I think in this, that we think that interdepend where interdependence is present you know, independence is absent, while these two concepts coincide and can coincide. We know that when we were born, uh, we have to have this connection, uh, even if it's just with our mother, in order to be born. And interdependence really comes back to this notion of being dependent on another. So how do we really function in interdependency is the, the fact that we are very clear about what our strengths are and our weaknesses. So our strengths are important because this shows us at what level and how much um, independent we can be. Because this is basically, we, we, are, we are strong, we have these strengths and capabilities, and we are able to fulfill certain things on our own. But when it comes to the interdependence, it is where we understand also our weaknesses and we we are wired as humans to connect and in that weak state or based on the awareness of our weaknesses we make a connection to ask for help to get us further to move us further also toward our goals and our purposes mm -hmm. so it's not one excludes the other you have both strengths and weaknesses as people and i think if if anything, the, the, the pandemic shows and confirms and reiterated our need to be connected to like-minded people, to come in a community sense and, and live there. 
and, and be able to be strengthened in that time. And the thing about interdependence, when you find that, that community and where you link yourself to, you are also able to grow in your strengths because in that community is not just you being, you being fed into your weaknesses, but you undeniably will also feed someone with your strengths. Mm -hmm. And this is also where we grow. This is how we grow. And the need for interdependency need to come back in society, in our lives, for us to continually find our strengths, which are in weakness. That is where you find another person being able to strengthen you, to pull you out from your dark place or your weak place and be a, a strength for you in that time. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's both concepts are very important. Both concepts are very necessary. Um, and, and, and as we move forward in life, we will see also at, at how much we should be interdependent. Um, it's not also the same at every area and every age and every stage of our lives. Mm -hmm. It changes and it moves, but it's always there. It has never it has never left because a connection to be interlinked and to be interwoven with people are very important to our personhood, to our development, to our basis in this world. Right. That is basically what I I feel is greatly important uh and even you know i am wired quite different differently than my husband he is a person that really loves socializing going out there and 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 being out there and being the life of the party and i am not that person <laughs> right. but even i <laughs> even i who used to say no i'm fine just be I, I i like being uh at home you go out to the party i'll stay inside mm -hmm. i have learned that there's a need for connection yeah and finding it in a like-minded community is very important but that is not the end because in a like-minded community you will be developing in a certain way but if you would also uh, link to a community that is diverse and different than you are, you are able to develop then in a different way. Mm -hmm. And both is a blessing. Both is good. Both helps us um, in our personal being, who we are, who we are in this world and who we are sent to be. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think diversity is definitely important. And I mean, I've lived in different areas of the of the United States, you know, Pacific Northwest, which is like Oregon, Washington, you know, I live in Northern California. And then I've lived in, you know, Santa Fe, New Mexico. And each state has their own culture in a way. Yeah, indeed. And I think it's important to learn those other cultures, because you blossom and it, you yeah. learn and grow and learning other people's backgrounds and um, yeah. points of view is yeah. good because always oh, yeah. being around people that have the same point of view, it's, you know, you don't get to expand your knowledge. And um, you said it so well. Yeah. You said, and, and it's so good how, how you explain that. You said every, every state has their own set, uh, have their own culture. It's almost like every 
place have their own set of values mm-hmm. that are important for them and that makes them look the way they they do eat the way they do sound the way they do and that is amazing and and you know before i came uh to the netherlands where i'm based now um i was always in it's so easy to get stuck in your community where you were grown up because i come from a very small community and actually we are all people eating the same liking the same loving the same speaking the same language and my first culture shock was when i went to university and i started meeting different people mm-hmm. from different groups and what that did for me because i come from quite a small country, a small town in south africa uh and it's uncommon for our people to want to leave our mm. community but once i got to university and i saw the richness of cultures the food and i started understanding that our way is not the only way <laughs> i started you know this i decided i wanted to know more of the world so mm-hmm. i started applying to go overseas and, and and travel a little and and come to the netherlands specifically and find so much richness in the culture and what they value in their in their communities and their food why do they find that important right. and also see the differences and realize okay wow uh, you know we in south africa have quite a rich culture but so does the dutch and i see also similarities and also even the language although it's diverse the dutch language i could see the similar and appreciate just more it opens up a well of appreciation for different types of people mm-hmm. different types of cultures and just you know respecting really diversity in our world right and it gives you that understanding that you wouldn't normally have and it also right. connects you that this is another human being that has yeah. this other culture and it just you know yeah. it expands who you are as a person for sure yeah it's beautiful and, <laughs> and and you mentioned discovering weaknesses is a great asset and you kind of touched on that just now can you go a little bit deeper as far as what you mean by that that it's a great asset to know our weaknesses yeah i think in that regard first of all you only you only know your weakness as you progress in life as you grow in life um and then it 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 triggers you actually to ask for help um i think asking for help is not always the the best thing to do mm-hmm. and um it is in that where you become strong because either w- the the thing that you thought is a weakness you will now learn by asking for help or reaching out whatever that whatever that reaching out looks like or whatever that connection looks like um that will now either make your weakness disappear and you will find a different talent or a gift that is inside of you so that you can actually solve the issue that you thought of as a weakness before so you you also learn either more strengths or you find someone that become an asset to your life uh to 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 help you also become stronger so they aid you and they help you and this mm-hmm. can be in the form of a coach this can be in a form of of a partner this can be in a form of a uh therapist 
this can be in form of a woman empowerment group and richly our i'm so happy that we have this this concept in this world that we have women all over the world that we can connect like this example here to gain strength from uh, in our weakness so then the, the 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 reaching out and the asking for help becomes really your tool of strength mm-hmm. it is actually what will strengthen you and empower you to become a better person at isha our logo says you are able you are capable and you are strong and the word isha itself in hebrew it means woman and that woman in my mind is a woman that has all her abilities and her capabilities and her strengths inside of her and it causes a community someone to help her dig for mm. those beautiful attributes because sometimes we don't know you know as we continue to grow as we progress in this life we do not know what is inside of us and it causes someone or some method some person some community some group to help you find actually who you are and there you find your weaknesses and that in itself is a strength mm. drop the mic <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome that was very well put thank you and it yeah. and yeah i think women tend not to ask for help because they're their nurturers and they feel like they need to solve their own problems by themselves. So it's hard to make that first step to uh, ask for help. What you just said is so important because we still have that in, you know, in, in this time and age and to have the conversation also that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to have a place of weakness we all have it and let a woman walk away from being this superwoman fictional character but rather know that i am superb with my weakness i'm superb when i reach out and ask for help just because i'm a nurturer doesn't mean i can only nurture myself at every time and every level mm-hmm. of my walk i need another woman communities of women empowerers sisters sisterhood are so important that do not judge that are open to getting you at your place of weakness that is open to see that uh, potential in you as a woman to to gain you back and get you back into uh, a strength and and that i think is one thing that will help us women become more aware of the fact that we are nurturers we are caregivers we are seen as the primary caregiver but we too come from a mom we too need that nurturing ourselves it never stops mm-hmm. i'm almost 40 years old it does not stop for me and i also don't want it to stop because i have seen the value when i position myself at a place where i say listen i am weak i need the help now right so this is a conversation that we should actually just normalize yeah. uh between ladies you know yeah uh, so that we can be more open and not judged by even our partners and our, our children they need to be made aware that mama is not supergirl mama can be right she can look like <laughs> but she's not. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 
So what's coming up for Isha? Do you have anything that you would like to tell the listeners about what's coming up for her? Yes, of course. Um, of Isha had to make a great shift uh, because uh, like many, <laughs> I think, initiatives, uh, we really realized that we are not so ready for crisis. Um, and we had a very va- great values program um, uh, planned, which is basically an outreach program where we do the seminars for communities uh, for free. But as we are standing now, we have a coaching program, mm-hmm. a values coaching program that is open, a group coaching program and an uh, individual coaching program where we can help women that really want to make a shift in their lives and want to be more intentional about their values and really find, uh, you know, themselves, what what is important important to them. So um, at this moment, that is the the basic um, services that we are uh, giving and, and, and providing. And you are very welcome to uh, send an email to info at isha-institute.org for more, more info or just go on my social media uh, page, Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn uh, to get connected or uh, you know, inquire, and we will be able to actually meet you at your need. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, yeah, we are very flexible here. Um, I am myself still in the process of adding more services to Isha. I have recently gone back to school uh, because the legal aspect uh, is also an important one for mm-hmm. me. I, I did a bachelor's in law. I'm busy with my master's degree in law, and it will definitely be fulfilling that woman that needs um, legal advice, needs legal counsel, needs legal representation. And then on the one side, there's also the mediation part where uh, there's a need for negotiation and needs for coming together, you know, between her and um, the other stakeholders in her life. And then the empowerment area uh, with uh, motivational speaking, with coaching, with uh, seminars and workshops were always and is always there. And it is there for, for your, you know, for your perusal, for your, yeah, for your life. <laughs> yeah. So get in contact with me if you, if you would like, and we'll start with a nice call. And I think the rest is history. That's great. And you can find Melvina on Instagram at Institute underscore four underscore women. And on Facebook, like you said, yeah, this is great work. And I think it's very valuable. And you call people valuables on uh, social media, which I think is awesome. I've never seen that before. I've never heard people call that, but it's so true because we are all valuable. And I think calling each other valuables definitely enhances and strengthens. It awakens. Yeah, yeah, awakens, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Melvina, for being on the show. I greatly appreciate it, and I love talking with you. Thank you so much for the invitation. I really enjoyed it, and I really want to say to you, you are doing such great work, and you are really helping us. We are all helping, but I feel so empowered by what you are bringing to the table, and I really want to thank you, Kathy, and uh, please go ahead with your amazing work. Uh, continue to uplift us and empower us in this way and even us speaking about what is on our heart is 
so therapeutic and it always ignites the passion inside of one uh, to move forward and run with this vision that we have because it's not always easy. But thank you so much for making, for creating this platform so that we can really, really be reminded of why we are here. Well, thank Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you for listening to Women Who Sarcast, an independent podcast. We welcome and encourage your snarky comments. Contact us at womenwhosarcast at yahoo.com and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at womenwhosarcast. Support us on Patreon and become part of our sarcastic community. Visit www.patreon.com backslash womenwhosarcast. Show music provided by Mike Imbasciani.